0: This is the Christian Fellowship Guild podcast show. Today is Friday, February 14th, 2020. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Uh, The title of today's first devotional is Take a Look in the Mirror. It's Romans chapter 14, verses 8 through 9, which says, For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Our daily routines may be different, but there's one thing that we all do each morning. We look in the mirror. It's important. We want to look our best. But the truth is that as the day unfolds, the worst often comes out. All of us struggle with selfishness. Making ourselves number one comes naturally to us. What is everyone's favorite favorite subject? Themself. Who is the first person you look for in a photograph? Yourself. Have you ever noticed that the center letter in the word sin is the letter I? We all have an I problem. We are selfish because we are sinful and that is why we need Jesus. Back to the mirror. Each morning when we look in the mirror, it's an opportunity to get things right on this new day. Remind yourself before you walk away from the mirror. This life is not about me, it's all about Jesus. I belong to the Lord. My entire being is centered in Christ. I surrender, surrender to Jesus so that he may live through me. Today will be an adventure as Christ shines through me. A little bit of commentary. Though some are weak and others are strong, yet all must agree not to live to themselves. No one who has given up his name to Christ is, allowed, is allowedly a self-seeker. That is against true Christianity. The business of our lives is not to please ourselves, but to please God. That is true Christianity, which makes Christ all in all. Though Christians are of different strength, capacities, and practices in lesser things, yet they are all the Lord's. All are looking and serving and approving themselves to Christ. He is the Lord of those that are living, to rule them, of those that are dead, to revive them and raise them up. Christians should not judge or despise one another, because both the one and the other must shortly give an account. A believing regard to the judgment of the Great Day would silence rash judgings. Let every man search his own heart and life; he that is strict in judging and humbling himself will not be apt to judge and despise his brother; we must take heed of saying or doing things which may cause others to stumble or to fall. The one signifies a lesser, the other a greater degree of offense, that which may be an occasion of grief or of guilt to our brother. Let's pray. Lord, what a comfort I have in knowing who you are and whose I am. May the days on this earth not be about me. They are all about you, both now and forever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. The couple's devotional for today is titled, Refined by fire. And it's Job chapter 23 verses 1 through 12, which say, uh, Today also my complaint is bitter. My hand is heavy on account of my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know that he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No, he would pay attention to me. There an upright man could argue with him, and I would be acquitted forever by my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I do not perceive him. On the left hand, when he is working, I do not behold him. He turns to the right hand, but I do not see him. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. My, my foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way, and have not turned aside. I have not departed from his the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. I stopped on my way downstairs last night to speak to Jenny, who had just gone to bed in her cozy little room. I bent over to kiss her. Jenny, I asked. Do you love Jesus? Oh yes, she replied. Are you sure? How do you know? Why, of course I know, she said. Don't I feel it all over inside? That's good, I thought. I wish everyone had that same consciousness of love. There wouldn't be so many fearful Christians. "'Do you think Jesus knows that you love him, Jenny?' "'Why, of course,' she answered again. "'Doesn't he know everything? "'Doesn't he look right down into my heart and see the love there?' "'Well, Jenny,' I continued, "'how can I know it? "'I can't look into your heart.'" Jenny sprang to her feet. On the wall at the side of her bed hung a large picture sheet containing twelve scenes in the life of Christ. A number of short texts were printed here and there around the border. Putting her tiny fingers on one of these without speaking, she turned around and looked triumphantly into my face. I turned on the light and read, If ye love me, keep my commandments. When pain comes into our lives, it's so easy to ask, Why, Lord, why, Lord, do the righteous suffer? If there ever was a man who loved and obeyed God, it was Job. Yet his testing was very dramatic and extremely painful. Today all we have to do is pick up a newspaper in any part of the world and read of tragedy touching both the just and the unjust our friends glenn and marilyn hevelin have lost three sons prematurely one to crib death one twin ethan to pneumonia as an infant then the second twin nathan as a teenager to a drunk driver were glenn and marilyn tested you bet did they go forth as gold you bet today they use their experience to glorify the name of the lord marilyn has written five books her first roses in december tells the story of their great loss Marilyn has had the opportunity to speak all over the country in high school auditoriums filled with teenagers. There she shares her story and has the platform to talk about life and death, chemical dependency, and God himself. Did God know what he was doing when he chose the Hevelins? Of course! They have come forth as gold, fired in the heat of life, and polished to shine for him. Is their pain gone? Never. Can they go forth to minister? Absolutely. They have been very active in a group called Compassionate Friends, which supports families who have experienced the death of a child. I thank God for Christians like the Hebelins. God knew the path they would take when tragedy came into their lives. Everyone has experienced some kind of tragedy. How we handle these events is crucial. Today, there are many wonderful support groups available in churches and local communities. I grew up with a violent, alcoholic father. I had no place to go and no one to talk to, so I stuffed my pain. Now there are several groups to help people who find themselves in situations like mine. A church in Southern California has a large group that meets weekly and has become like a church within a church for those who are chemically dependent, as well as for their families. Lives have changed as they pray for each other, support each other, and cry together. Many people are coming forth as gold. Bob and I visited a church in Memphis, Tennessee, which had a support group for homosexuals. Because of this church's outreach, many were coming out of the gay lifestyle and coming forth as gold. Whatever your test is today, please know that others have experienced and are experiencing your pain. Don't go through the testing alone. Contact your local church and find another person with whom you can share and cry. You too can come forth as gold. Jesus knows and has experienced our pain. He is always with us to help us get through the tough times in life. Trust him now. It's all part of the coming forth as gold that Job talks about. Get A little bit of commentary. Job appeals from his friends to the just judgment of God. He wants to have his cause tried quickly. Blessed be God, we may know where to find him. He is in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, and upon a mercy seat, waiting to be gracious. The sinner may go, and there the believer may order his cause before him, with arguments taken from his promises. His covenant and his glory a patient waiting for death and judgment is our wisdom and duty and it cannot be without a holy fear and trembling a passionate wishing for death or judgment is our sin and folly and ill becomes us as it did job let's pray father God it is hard to to desire testing in order to be more Christ like however I know from experience that we rarely grow in good times It's the intense heat that makes us pure. May I be gold and not wood, hay, or stubble. In Jesus' name, amen. We've uh, got some action points here. First, write down in your journal what pain and or test you are experiencing today. Two, take a step to help yourself work toward becoming as gold. Third, write a letter to God about how you feel. And finally, get involved in a support group. We have some further reading, uh, Psalm chapter 66 verse 10, "For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried." Psalm chapter 51, verse 10, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me." Second Corinthians chapter four, verses seven through 9, "But we have this treasure treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us." We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. And for the question of the day, what does the Bible say about drinking alcohol? It says, what does the Bible say about drinking alcohol or wine? Is it a sin for a Christian to drink alcohol or wine? So. The answer they have here is scripture has much to say regarding the drinking of alcohol. Uh, it has several verses to re- referenced here, uh, I'll name a few, Levitic- Leviticus chapter 10 verse 9, Numbers chapter 6 verse 3, Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 6, Judges chapter 13 verse 4, Proverbs chapter 20 verse 1, Isaiah chapter 5 verse 11. It says, however, scripture does not necessarily forbid a Christian from drinking beer, wine or any other drink containing alcohol. In fact, some scriptures discuss alcohol in positive terms. Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 7 instructs, "Drink your wine with a merry heart." Psalm chapter 104 verses 14 and 15 states that God gives wine that makes glad the heart of men. Amos chapter 9 verse 14 discusses drinking wine from your own vineyard as a sign of God's blessing. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 1 encourages, "Yes, come, buy wine and milk." What God commands Christians regarding alcohol is to avoid drunkenness. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. The Bible condemns drunkenness and its effects. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 29 through 35. Christians are also commanded to not, to not allow their bodies to be mastered by anything. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, and 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. Drinking alcohol in excess is undeniably addictive. Scripture also forbids a Christian from doing anything that might offend other Christians or encourage them to sin against their conscience. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 9-13. to In light of these principles, it would be extremely difficult for any Christian to say he is drinking alcohol in excess to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Jesus changed the water into wine. It seems that Jesus drank wine on occasion. John chapter 2, 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 26, verse 29. In New Testament times, water was not very clean. Without modern sanita- sanitation, the water was often filled with bacteria, viruses, all kinds of contaminants. The same is true in many third world, con- third world countries today. As a result, people often drank wine or grape juice because it was far less likely to be contaminated. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 23, Paul instructed Timothy to stop drinking water exclusively, which was probably causing his stomach problems, and instead drink wine. In that day, wine was fermented, containing alcohol, but not necessarily to the degree it is today. It is incorrect to say that it was grape juice, but it, it is also incorrect to say that it was the same thing as the wine commonly used today. Again, Scripture does not forbid Christians from drinking beer, wine, or any other alcoholic drink. Alcohol is, in, is not in and of itself tainted by sin. It is drunkenness and addiction to alcohol that a Christian must absolutely refrain from. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. Alcohol, consumed in small quantities is neither harmful nor addictive. In fact, some doctors advocate drinking small amounts of red wine for its health benefits, especially for the heart. Consumption of small quantities of alcohol is a matter of Christian freedom. Drunkenness and addiction are sin. However, due to the biblical concerns regarding alcohol and its effects, due to the easy temptation to consume alcohol in excess, and due to the possibility of causing offense, and/or stumbling of others, it is often best for a Christian to abstain from drinking alcohol. So, I hope that article gave you guys some clarification on uh, the question of, you know, what does the Bible say about drinking alcohol? You know, even Jesus drank el- wine, but it was not the same as what we have today. Um, I'm hoping that, or praying that the devotionals that I've been doing have been helping somebody still kind of low on the view count, but that's all right. Um, I want to keep going and doing this as long as I can. Um, I would like to... And I'm going to post something on the Christian Fellowship Guild Facebook page about maybe uh, putting up a um, donation link if you guys want to donate, and uh, maybe I can get some input from some people, whether or not that would be a good idea. I mean, I am putting... I mean, I've got a week's worth of shows out right now, and it's like 10 hours a week that's just the show. Not, not including the time to put the script out and, you know, do the research that I need to do to do the devotionals. But uh, if anybody hears this, I hope they can you can share this with somebody who might be struggling with some of the issues that I talk about. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day.